undisclosed location in a basement somewhere in New York City. It's the Shredhead Podcast with your host, Oroku Saki, a.k.a. All right, good morning. Well, whenever you're catching this, and welcome to my parlor, said the spider to the fly. That's right. It is I, Orokosaki, a.k.a. The Shredder. With me, as always, my main brain, Krang. Krang, say what up. What's up? All right. What's up? Get your shit off. All right. Where are we starting today? Let's get right into it, man. Yesterday was Valentine's Day. I hope everyone had a great, great Hallmark holiday. And I'm not shitting on uh, Hallmark holidays, man. Sometimes we've got to be reminded as a society to just kick back and, and, and celebrate the things that we hold dear, you know, like one another. Uh, and whether you have someone to share it with or you are spending time alone. Hey, man, you know, a table for one can also be fun. Anyway, uh, what did I do? Krang is asking what I did. Uh, well, I, um... I did end up meeting up with Vivian, since I know that's what you're trying to to pull out of me. Yes, I did. I went out with Vivian. We had a great time. We saw, uh, what's the, what's the new Issa Rae flick? Um, yeah, the photograph. Jeez, I just watched it. My memory, my short-term memory is garbage now, must be that all the, the years of being exposed to all that radiation to mutagen uh yeah man it was it was cool it was it was a little different it didn't feel like one of those uh you know how uh well i mean let's just get to it tyler perry has all the the black struggling the struggle oh lord mama's tired Medea comes in and waves a pistol. Uh, yeah, it wasn't wasn't a whole lot of uh, of that. Uh, I I'm not going to spoil anything. It's kind of brand new, so go out and see it. Uh, I'm rooting for everybody black, you know. Uh, anyway, didn't even mean to talk about that, but well, here we are. Um, let's see what else happened. Oh, yesterday. Let's just get straight into our our Knicks update and get the unpleasantries out the way. Uh, actually, the Knickerbockers came away with a couple of victories this week. Uh, they, uh, since we last spoke, they defeated the Pistons of Detroit, uh, ninety-five to ninety-two. Then uh, they they tasted defeat at the hands of the Hawks. Of Atlanta. Vince Carter still playing. God bless him. God bless him. Ah, and yes, the Wizards. The Wizards defeated it. Oh, so we didn't get a couple. Uh, wait, wait a minute. That Hawks game was 140 to 135, bro. What is happening with defense in this league, man? 
This is what happens when you open up the lane and take out fouling, I guess. Well, you you have such uh, uh, uh you penalize people for defending the whole nigger. 135 to 140 in regulation. The Hawks and the Knickerbockers. Come on, man. Come on. I'm oh, just letting the boys run in there. Anyway, IS and then the Wizards proceeded to kick our dicks in by nearly 20 points. Uh, on the, on, on, what was that? Uh, earlier in the week. Whatever, it doesn't matter. We all know what's going to happen. Spoiler alert. The Knicks lose. Um, ah, but yes, then last, last evening after coming home from the movie, uh, I, I dropped Vivian off back at the crib. I, I, listen, I'm, I'm taking this whole thing with her very, very slowly. Hopefully not too slowly, but you know, we're on our third week. Um, and also I'm not going to come out here and kiss and tell, but, uh, last night I, I, I had to drop Vivian off. Uh, came on back, went, I mean, went back home, got some sleep so that I could get up and record this podcast for you, you mutant miscreants. But, here we are. I'll probably see you later on today, I don't know. Depend on how I'm feeling. Alright, ah, yes, R.J. Barrett, uh, poured in 27 points. In the NBA Rising Star Challenge. The entertaining, I guess, you want to call it that. Um, let's see, Team USA storms back and beats the world. You see, if your boy was playing on Team Japan, well, well, Team World, uh, Miles Bridges, hey man, that boy, actually, Miles Bridges got leaps. He got some bunnies. I used to watch him back when he was in college. Nigga was cold, man. Let's see. Wait, is Luca? Are oh, Trey Young and Luca Doncic, Doncic both playing? And are they playing in both games? Because. Oh man, that's kind of real. Doncic beats puzzle beater. Yeah, man, there's a lot of stuff. I'm sorry, I'm just uh, going back through this. Uh, Zion, of course, showed his whole black ass last night. I said, boy, you better do your thing. Uh, we also have... Uh, I don't want that. I said I don't want that. Anyway... Uh, yes, yeah, you, you can catch all the highlights. This isn't a sports podcast at all. Uh, we're actually going to get into a couple of new, well, not new for everything. Uh, I, I'm back still on Black History. It's still Black, Black History Month. And uh, I wanted to give a shout out to Frederick Douglass, the first American blurred. And uh, then possibly we will discuss. Oh no! Sorry, what, Craig? Okay, so we're going to talk about Frederick Douglass being the first blurred, right? 
And then, ah, oh, yeah, 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 some of our failed mutant experiments. It's, this one's pretty interesting. So, wait, why, why don't we just take, Krang, let's take a break here and then come back with um, Frederick Douglass. Let's do that, right? Okay, cool. We will return after these, this message. Hiya, puddins. It's your girl, Holly Quinn, a.k.a. Dr. Harleen Quinzel, here to tell you all about it. It's like a podcast or whatever. We talk about nerd stuff and life stuff. And if you want to know what we're about, check out the Powie Awards, our 100th episode, Q and Slay, or theater from our butts. Have a good day, puddins, and love, trust, and belief. And we're back crying. Crying, my man. Uh, so we're going to get into some Frederick Douglass stuff. Um, I really, really, uh, you know, it's not like he's a, a brand new guy that people are just starting to, to realize or, or uh, to catch up on. But uh, a lot of our audience, um, they, didn't, they did not study black history on... Uh, such a granular level. You got Martin, you got Malcolm, and then you, now you're getting Barack Obama um, so that people can say, look, you know, I, I've seen it personally, man, uh, because Karai, Karai is a teacher, uh, or at least she, she uh, that's what she went to college for. She did it for a while. Um, and now, uh, you know, of course, she's working in the nonprofit uh, sector uh, as the, the head of the foot organization or the, or the, yeah, the foot organization, foot.org. You can go there and check out what they're doing. Uh, anyway, this is not a plug for my daughter's nonprofit, but um, Frederick Douglass. Okay, uh, tends to be, if anybody talks about anyone besides Martin, uh, and I've also noticed that white schools don't tend to bring up, um, they, they, they don't like to bring up Malcolm X. Uh, he's a scary, scary, scary figure for a lot of them, or a lot of their fathers. And so the, the students of, uh, I'm sorry, the parents of white students don't like to really venture too close to uh, to Muslim mayhem, such as Malcolm X. So uh, you'll see a lot of them go with Frederick Douglass, you know, because slavery is objectively bad, and you can safely rail against it without, um, you know, you 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 can you can feel that it's not as controversial a topic now as it was back then, you know, because of course slavery is bad. Slavery bad, and racism is only saying the N-word. So as long as you don't say the N-word, you're not racist. <sighs> Christ Jesus. White folks, y'all gotta have a meeting. Figure this shit out. Uh, anyway, of course I'm being facetious. Uh, 
Frederick Douglass was basically the uh, O'Reilly auto parts of black history. Uh, he was um, definitely like the, the harbor freight tools uh, of, of black historical figures. So uh, let's just get in get into uh, Frederick a little bit here. Born a slave in 1818. Uh, same year as. Same year that, uh, what do you call it? Mary, Mary Shelley dropped Frankenstein. Whoa, how about that? Um, also, I made mention of reading Frankenstein on uh, A Frightful Fret with Melisette. So if you have not checked it out, I will destroy you. So just read it. I mean, I'm sorry, go over there and listen to it so that I don't have to send you into oblivion. All right? All right. Anyway, let's get into uh, Frederick Douglass. And again, I don't, I don't like to spend a lot of time talking about how someone overcame the crushing, uh, the, the soul-crushing uh, institution of slavery. But of course, that's like a main vein in the story of Fred. Um, so, of course, he, he gained his independence, uh, uh, but one of the means, uh, the, the main means, I believe, in doing so, of course, was his education and learning how to read, and this is why I call him the first blurred, because, um, and, and blurred, for any of you, uh, not understanding the term, is a black nerd, it's a portmanteau, if you will, of the words black and nerd, black meaning African-American, one who identifies um, as a member of the uh, African-American race and member of the uh, African diaspora, uh, and also is a geek nerd, um, has something that they're very passionate about, and so uh, I guess you could call him a, an ab ab uh, abolition uh, blurred, or and certainly uh, in his uh, learning how to read, he was somewhat of a not even somewhat, but he was very much a a, a Bible blurred. They didn't have as much stuff uh, for everybody to get into. You know, there was no Doctor Who or uh, you know anime back in that time for uh, for for people to read, and so he had to uh, basically steal his education of um like, like I said trying to trying to learn how to read he was you know he would find words in a shoebox or something something to that effect where he would read and, and sneak and read under a bed and um you know just word by word and he would get little pages little scraps of letters here and there that he would read over and over again and it was like you know people would whatever you 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 get it um but yeah for you to have to get your old your, your to get your uh education damn near third hand and then to turn out to be a great orator and and speech writer um and and uh vice presidential nominee like this man uh, is, is just beyond me. Um, so as a child, Douglas was exposed to a number of religious sermons. So he was also a, a religion blurred, like I said, a Bible blurred. 
In his youth, he sometimes heard Sophia Auld read the Bible. In time, he became interested in literacy. He began reading and copying Bible verses, and he eventually converted to Christianity. He described his approach in his last biography, The Life and Times of Frederick Douglass. That's the other thing. He's got about, uh, I want to say, three biographies that we know about three autobiographies uh, and if you live as long as a Frederick Douglass let me see here I don't know how old he was off top when he passed uh, excuse me um, where is, uh, 77 so you figure right you live a life where you're a slave and then you get out of it and then you, you know, you live a few more years. It's like, imagine, you know, if you lived, a you, you lived as a slave and you escape around the age 18, 20 years old, you've already got a full ass book you can write. And then you go on to be educated and uh, um, you, you become an abolitionist and uh, you, you write for women's suffrage and all that. Now you've got a whole nother book uh, from like your 20s to your 40s and 50s. 40, you know, to like your mid 40s or whatever. And then on your way out the door, two years before your end, you'll write another book. I, I, I really think that if you have a life as interesting uh, that you, you shouldn't. You should in the, the the text would you would find that there would be vastly vastly different things that you felt one way about one one time you probably feel differently. Uh, anyway, he would write all of this to uh, become the United States min minister resident to Haiti. So he's basically what is he? Uh, was that another way of saying ambassador before they knew the word ambassador back then? Uh, from November 14th, 1889 to July 30th, 1891 for President Benjamin Harrison. Wow. He was, he didn't work for, see, Benjamin Harrison was in between both Grover Cleveland runs. Uh, that's your wild. One day we're going to talk about Grover Cleveland having two non-consecutive presidential runs. That's just crazy. You leave, you leave office, you have Benjamin Harrison, and then the streets is calling for Grover to come back. That's just crazy. Never happen again. Shout out to Grover Cleveland. I don't even know if he was a good president or not. I'm just shouting him out for that accomplishment of leaving the streets. And then they're clamoring for him to come back. And then he comes back like, it's been a long time. I shouldn't have left you. You know what I'm saying? That's just ill. Think about that. Anyway, um, yeah, and then he, and uh, let's see here. He was a Republican, but that meant different things back then vastly different things back in those times uh let's see what else we got here 
I got married. He, ah, yeah, Anna Marie, ah, Anna Marie Douglas. Oh boy. Ah, uh, da 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 da. We got shit. Let's talk about Anna Marie. Anna Marie. I don't want to say Anna Marie. It's not how that's spelled. Uh, she was also an American abolitionist, member of the Underground Railroad, and the first wife of Frederick Douglass, of course, until to the day she died. But I know there was some, some funny business. Murray Douglass received little mention in Douglass's three autobiographies. Damn. Damn, King, how you gonna forget? How you gonna leave your wife out? Uh, Henry Louis Gates Jr. has written that Douglas had made his life story a sort of political diorama in which he had no, in which she had no role. Speculated that his long absences from home and her feeling that as a relatively uneducated woman she did not fit in with social with the social circles. Douglas was now moving in. Nigga, upgrade your girl, man. Sit down with her. You know, damn. Can't have your girl out here looking. Looking like she don't know nothing. It's a black woman, man. She'll figure it out. Led to a degree of estrangement between them, and it was marked contrast to their earlier closeness. Damn, you see how niggas change up on you. She was hurt by his friendships and professional relationships with other women, but remained loyal to Douglas's public role, and the two loved each other unconditionally. Her daughter Rosetta reminded those who admired her father that his was a story made possible by the unswerving loyalty of Anna Murray. That's right. Where is it? I know it's in here somewhere. Uh, she died of a stroke. I know Fred did some wild shit. Frederick Douglass was buried next to her after his death in February 20th, 1895. Damn, we're coming upon that pretty soon, February 20th. Mm -mm -mm. Man, oh man. Uh, but you know, that's a long Frederick Douglass listening. I just wanted to, to shout out Fred so that, uh, you know, give him credit for being the first of the African-American blurs, well, you know, the first on that level, I'm pretty sure there was somebody, uh, I don't know, Fiddler from Roots, was probably, probably the first, I don't know. But I'm not doing a story on Fiddler. I just wanted to uh, shout out Frederick Douglass and, and, and make it that he, let, make it, let it be known that he wasn't just the, uh, O'Reilly Auto Parts of Black People. Anyway, uh, we are going to take a quick commercial break. Who's who's this? The HPG. Uh, all right, fuck it. Uh, hyphen Podcast Group. Uh, ah, it's the new one from Hyphen Nation itself with President Barack Obama. Oh shit, President Barack Obama. Five and podcast, well, uh, five and nation, five and nation. Hello, this is former President Barack Obama. 
the greatest president of your lifetime. I want to take some time out of my busy schedule of doing nothing to tell you about hyphen podcast. Now, John, while he doesn't always agree with my policies, I still like the son of a And while I can't make you vote or listen to every podcast, please listen to Hyphen Nation, the world's greatest podcast. Take it from me, I killed Bin Laden's Trust my taste in podcasts. Hyphen Nation, featuring Kellen Conley and semi-regular co-host Marcus Sean Mallet Robinson. You know, Kellen Potts, Marcus Wright. It's a better tandem than the 96 Chicago Bulls. And I know, I killed Bin Laden. And Kanye... Kanye was so jack. But, for Michelle and the girls, all I love to Hyphen Nation and the Hyphen Podcast group. And keep bringing your daughter on. She's beautiful. And I know. Well, you know. Yo, I'll be damned. They got the real Barack Obama. Like, that was really him. You think it was an impersonator? I, I don't know, Craig. That nigga sounded just like Barack Obama. But, no, I, I know. But I, the, the, it's like, don't nobody sound that much like Barack Obama without being Barack Obama. Oh, shit. And we're back. Oh, nigga, you ain't telling me you hit record. Anyway, uh, where are we? Ooh, switching gears, crying. Let's talk about these failed mutant experiments in a new segment of our show. Uh, Krang and I, before we, we were able to successfully mutate uh, human beings with, with animals to create Bebop and Rocksteady, we uh, had the bright idea to mix animals with animals. Uh, I mean, like zoo animals. Humans obviously are members of the animal kingdom, but jeez, uh, <laughs> man, we we had the bright idea that we would maybe splice the genes of animals and uh, you know make them a lot more formidable. Uh, what we did not take into account is that um, zoo animals are kind of stupid. Um, Just, you know, I mean, they're smart in their own way, but for what we were looking for, we still ended up getting, you know, stupid people. But, I mean, these things would just do pretty much, man, uh, whenever we would create one of these animals, they would just try to fuck something and then fly away or run away. It was really really a waste of time and energy um and so to get into some of those let's start uh hmm. crying uh you brought up the kangaraffe that's right uh we were just throwing shit at the wall i'm just trying to, to to see if we could make something um utterly ridiculous and yes we did it was a kangaroo it's it's what it sounded like. It was a kangaroo mixed with a giraffe. Uh, yeah, so it had the long neck of a giraffe, the small uh, the, the the strong hopping body of a, a, a kangaroo. Um, it would eat things at the, the the top of the tree and just hop around. The, the The thing was that just the physics of it were weird. Um, to where it, the, the, the body wasn't really big enough to support the head and neck. Um, 
you know, a, a hop in the wrong direction could equal a broken neck. Uh, and it often did. It looked funny as hell, though. Um, but the Kangaraf. Kangaraf was not a good idea. Uh, let's see, the Staliog is a, a horse mixed with a dog. And, um, this was kind of ill, but, uh, if, if a horse starts to try to hump your leg, not a good idea. Um, let's see here. Um, the mountain flying. So we would take an eagle and a mountain lion and, um, we would we would graft the eagle's wings onto the mountain lion. It ended up being very uh, well. The ones most of the mountain flying didn't work uh, because the bodies were too heavy to uh, to be supported by the wings. And then um, we did get one set of wings to work, and to us it was just very dangerous. It was like it was like making a griffin. Um, Basically, we created a griffin, and, uh, yeah, not a good idea. It, it just flew away, and, uh, it was just eating other birds. It was just eating the birds in the sky, um, and then we couldn't catch it. You know, basically, we could not catch it. Ah, uh, just not worth it. So, for years and years, from what I could tell, there was just a, a, a flying mountain lion going wherever it pleased and nothing could stop it uh so we thought that maybe we would ground the thing by making it a sea flying or um what we called it uh water griffin that was the other thing so it was a sea lion it, it was just it, it it was stupid it didn't work uh, let's see, we have a liger here, a lion and a tiger. Uh, I know that that isn't new, but, uh, and you could just create them through, uh, means of having a mating. And Krang, Krang, to his credit, uh, did not know that, but also didn't want to force anything to mate. Um, but again, we were evil, but we weren't evil, you know. So we made a, we, we spliced the genes of a liger, I'm sorry, a lion with a tiger, came up with a liger. Um, the, the, the only thing, ligers, they, they don't have the, um, growth inhibitor. Well, I'm sorry, they, they do, they don't, they don't have a growth inhibitor. So they just grow and grow and grow until they die. They're huge, just, just gigantic creatures that are just living in constant pain the whole time. Our Liger was actually pretty cool. Um, uh, but he got loose. And, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's somewhere running around Dimension X. It probably can speak now. And, um, it's living its best life. So shout out to you, mutated Liger that we made. Uh, oh, yes, this is the one that I, that, th this one I was actually afraid of. Um, 
I actually uh, killed it in the middle of production. This, I feared, would become the most powerful and most brilliant creature in the air, in the world. And uh, this is when I knew that we were playing God when we created the Gorilla Fin. That's right, a dolphin mixed with a gorilla. Nigga was mad smart. The, the dolphin that we had before we even started splicing genes um, tried to steal my car keys. And, uh, you know, we, we knew then. And as we, we saw it forming, uh, as we were creating it, as I, I, I just, I got in front of it. I said, nope, you know what? Abortion. I shot it. Sorry. Sorry, I know, I know. It's terrible. But I was I was evil. I was evil back then. Um and actually the last one here, I won't even count it as uh, a failure. I think it was a success story, just not in the way that we were looking. We actually created Nickelodeon's cat dog, uh, by splicing the genes of a dog and cat and getting rid of the the butt part. I don't know how it craps, but, you know, whatever. And go on to gain mega success on the Nickelodeon network, uh, bringing smiles to, to millions and millions of children's faces. And at the end of the day, man, what more can you ask for? So, yes, we created Nickelodeon's cat dog. Uh, we took a cat and a dog. I don't even know you know what we were looking because they were not neither of them were very like vicious creations or vi vicious animals to begin with we were just you know seeing what we would come up with because a lot of you know the experimentation uh you know you're not going to really do anything with it you're just trying to see if you can do it and so we we saw that we could create a cat dog uh, and here you have it. There you have it. Nickelodeon's cat dog. It was, it, it's a, he's a star. A legend. And that's all due to your boys. Shredder and Krang. Alright. Uh, one more commercial. And then we will return with the uh, mutant miscreants and I'm sorry not mutant miscreants you are the mutant miscreants we will return with the Cretan of the week and shred commendations be right back hello this is the game be Motambo. and after a hard game I like to kick back and relax with a Middleton's black and mild the flavor is just like the air from Mount Kilimanjaro. You won't find tobacco this rich in the Congo itself. And there's nothing filtering your black and mild experience except for this plastic tip that will make you feel like the great Gatsby or, or a debutante at one of his parties. Black and mild cigarillos come in many assortments such as chess, casino, sweets, or wine. These fragrant smokes will also make your car smell amazing, 
especially if you have leather interior. Some people say smoking a black is bad for you. I say, no, no, no. See for yourself. Inhale the experience. Hey, all right, we're back. And, um, you know, if I could get serious for a minute, the Cretan of the Week really pissed me off. And um, many people had an opinion about what was going on with uh, D. Wade's support of uh, his, his daughter, who was transitioning, Zaya, uh, to a female, you know? Let's just say what it is. Uh, he has a, 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 a son, well, Z was born a boy, and now at 12 years old, has decided that the best course of, of, of well, her best life would be as a woman. And at 12 years old, um, actually seems very articulated, very articulate, about how she feels about this and uh people are losing their shit and it ain't got shit to do with y'all you don't you, you know that you don't like have to pay for zaya to exist right um and people are saying that you know there are, there are there are a lot of people who just know like hey you know support your kids great D Wade is supporting and I mean just vehemently supporting uh, Zaya in her decision uh, and 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 uh, Gabrielle Union and people are up in arms about this saying that he shouldn't that like that you know that they have an issue with the way he's handling this and my question is how should he be handling anything to do with his child should he throw his 12 year old child out into the streets send his 12 year old child to uh pray away the gay camp because let me tell you something and i'm not even sure if zaya identifies as uh, I mean, sexuality, I'm not even sure that the thing we're talking here is gender and the thing that, of course, everybody leaps to when we talk about someone talking about their gender is their sexuality and the two are two completely different things. I would say mutually exclusive, but you fucking hillbillies probably don't know what I'm talking about, but that's fine. We're talking about two different things, and of course, everything that people want to do is to sexualize a 12-year-old. Uh, talking about Zaya's... Zaya's uh, right to decide what Zaya is at this age, 12 years old. I knew when I was 12 years old that I liked girls, and nobody pressed me on it. Nobody said, you know, um, I, I knew that I was a boy... I knew that I liked girls, 
I knew that I liked basketball and punching people uh, playfully, and um, I, I knew what I liked at that age. People are saying, oh, you don't even know, you're 12. Nah, nigga, you know, you knew why I can't Zaya. And so the main takeaway that I want all of you to, uh, to walk away with after I finish talking, is to shut the fuck up, mind your fucking business, and let people be what they will be, whether they want to be it from 12 to 18, or 12 until the day that they die after a long, luxurious life. Nobody elects to be what they are, do you understand? If I could just choose to be white whenever I was pulled over by a police officer, I'd do that shit. Shit's not a choice. And yeah, you can call me an SJW. I just believe in leaving people the fuck alone. You know, if it's not your business and they're not hurting anyone, shut the fuck up. Damn. A lot of people... The people that I see who constantly bring these things up, why are you so pressed about anyone else's life? Why? Nigga, like, people are way, they, they spend a lot of time being upset about someone being themselves. This is not new. This has never been new. People have been who they wanted to be but they couldn't tell anybody about it under threat of being beaten the fuck to death. And so now, when people let up a little bit and let people live, uh, you, you, you see people come out and say, hey, this is what I am. And what you fail to realize is that when you come out and say some dumb shit, that you feed into the thing that created those fears initially, that the first person who ever said, and I don't know how long ago this was, pre-Jesus, I'm sure, somebody said, hey, I'm a dude, and I, I like dudes, or I'm a dude, but I feel more comfortable in a dress and acting like her. And then somebody turned around and said, huh? And bashed the nigga over the head with a rock. The rest of the nigga said, uh... I feel that way too, but I'm not telling anyone. And they existed in secret. I am not for a world where people can't be themselves out in public. If you don't like it, avert your eyes. Go somewhere and buy a fucking life. And be too busy worrying about your damn self. Man, set your ass down. Cretans. Ignoramuses, you know, anyway, I'm fired up because you niggas are stupid. Anyway, guess I'll relax with my shred recommendation for the week. I love this album. It's a very short, well, it's not a short album, uh, but there are very few tracks on this album. Uh, it is Kimiko Kasai. Yes, she's another uh, Blasian baddie like me. 
Japanese. Kimiko Kasai, that's K-I-M-I-K-O Kasai, K-A-S-A-I. The album is Butterfly, uh, and all the production is done by Mr. Herbie Hancock. It uh, was released 1978 or 1979, I believe. Um, super amazing album. Very chill. Lots of electric uh, keyboards. A lot of um, like Dolomite Lounge music, it sounds like. It's incredible. Chef's Kiss. If you're looking for something um, to just listen to as you can relax while you relax and um, just get over the rest of the day if you're tired of dealing with cretins and you just need to decompress Kimiko has some tunes for you man just that that same that 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 really loungy kind of sound um, you know, you envision dudes with drinking Cavassier with ruffled tuxedo t-shirts, tuxedo shirts. You that, that that's the kind of feel you get here. So uh, check her out. It's on pretty much every. You can find her on YouTube. Uh, I know it's on Spotify. Check it out, man. It will uh, it will increase the quality of your life. All right, guys. I've got more to do. Um, if you've got your side chick today that you're taking out, enjoy your time together. Uh, play for her the Shredhead podcast, you know, or play for him or, or them, you know, guys, gals, and binary pa- non-binary pals as uh, Kit Catchinetti. Oh, yes, check out, uh, we should do this again sometime. Uh, it's the new movie podcast by Kat Chinetti and uh, Showing Mad Love. So check that out. We should do this again sometime. You'll know it because it has that long-ass title on a movie marquee. It's pretty It's pretty cute. I like it, but they uh, reviewed... Um, they, they went over some Game of Thrones stuff. They talked about the Oscars. Uh, and, uh, of course, they, they, they talk about whether or not you can enjoy problematic things. It's, it's really fun. Um, and they also look at uh, Indiana Jones and his dad bod. It's pretty cool. Check it out, man. That's, uh, we should do this again sometime uh, with Cat and Mark. Oh, this Kid Cat Chinetti and Show and Mad Love. That's all I got. Uh, Stranger Things 4 uh, trailer had hop, uh, Hopper at the Gulag. Duh, we all knew it. Till then. Oh, what? I must congratulate it? you. Ninja Vanish. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and comment.
This has been a Hyphen Podcast Network production. They're the bestest. I'm getting paid an exposure.